I'm beginning to see that. He'll take whatever we give him and he will work it out. In some ways, the pressure is off. We don't have to perform for him. He does the performing in us and through us. That is the voice of Evie Tornquist Carlson, who in the 70s and early 80s was one of the most recognizable voices singing on Christian radio. Today, she's a mother and grandmother, and she'll talk to us next on First Person. Welcome, I'm Wayne Shepherd. Great to have you listening, and I encourage you to check out our website for additional information about our weekly visits. It's firstpersoninterview.com. Not only will you find links to Evie's music, but you'll also see who will be our guest in the weeks ahead. That's firstpersoninterview.com. And as always, a special word of thanks to the Far East Broadcasting Company for supporting this program. Evelyn Tornquist Carlson, known to millions as Simply Evie, is a member of the Gospel Music Hall of Fame and has received many awards for her music. She's been married to Pella Carlson for over 38 years. Her sweet personality and dedication to the gospel message has always been characteristic of Evie, and no less so today. So, I thought it might be time to get an update and catch up on what life is like for her. As we began talking, she quickly credited her mother for influencing her musically and spiritually. My mom, I would love for everybody to get to know my mom, Inga Tornquist. She is now 90 years old and living with Pella and me here in our home in Florida. She's sharp as a tack, and um, she's a delight. She's part of our little morning prayer time together, the three of us, mm. we storm heaven and um, look to the Lord for our cues as to what to do each day, and hopefully some days we actually uh, make it and do what He's asked us to do, but I'll tell you, her voice um, is something that is so beautiful. It's gotten a bit older now, and as she would say, I don't feel comfortable singing anymore. But Wayne, her voice was absolutely crystal clear. It was a high soprano voice with lots of power, and she grew up in Norway as a teenager during the war. Norway was occupied by the Germans, Yes, and she uh, basically paved the way for many of us that came later to be soloists in churches and uh, do little mini-concerts here and there. I mean, she was really blazing a trail back when she had her guitar and would sing these songs about Jesus to soldiers in hospitals, in rehab centers, in churches, and she was very i've I've often felt Wayne that if my mom had had the open doors and opportunities that were given to me, it's no i I can't imagine what the Lord would have done hmm. through Mom, so she was my first teacher and really my only teacher in singing, and as a three year old I started singing with her as she played the guitar, and I stood on a chair next to her. Oh, wow. And, yeah, and so we, we have, 
even some recordings back in the day. And ah, uh, that was my next question. So you you have some uh, some uh, memorabilia of those days. Oh yes, even after this move, where we moved from our home of almost thirty years to a new place, there there was a temptation to throw out a lot of that stuff. <laughs> but as I got to it, I thought, no, we need to hang on sure, to this. And of course. So Mom and I, we, we did a lot of singing together um, in churches, particularly uh, in the New York City, New Jersey, Connecticut area, where there were so many Norwegian, Swedish immigrants. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so in these Scandinavian churches, we were many times invited to come, and that was a great training time for me. Well, how do you account for the you know those open doors you talked about? I mean, you were so young, and you know those dimpled cheeks that you still have. Uh, I <laughs> oh, mean, they're sagging. They're <laughs> sagging quite a bit, but, feeling uh, the gravity. <laughs> you 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 really burst on the scene in those days. How do you how do you explain except the Lord, right? No, you can't explain it any other way. I never had a manager, um, which, you know, that would have been perhaps a job that the manager would do, is to try to get um, their their artist on television and to big churches and, um, you know, radio interviews and what have you. But my manager was really the Holy Spirit. Hmm. And and mom, mom was was often the facilitator, and the one that would sort of connect the um, the invitation with getting a hold of the ticket that was needed. Back then, our plane tickets were handwritten. Believe it or not, mm-hmm. well, you might remember. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but it, it was, it was obvious. I, I don't remember ever feeling like the greatest desire I had in life was to become a singer. I always, on the other hand, do remember feeling that my greatest desire was to serve the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so however that came about, I was, ready to do it. And I hope and I pray that I still am. And um, I still do some singing um, a lot less these days because I'm on grandma duty. <laughs> uh, but it's, um, it's just wonderful to, 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 to look back and say, thank you, Lord, for all the open doors. And thank you for the closed ones, too. Mm-hmm. There were Plenty of those as well. Yeah. And when I, with twenty twenty hindsight, look back and I say, aha, that's why that never happened. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Talk, oh. about, talk about some of those songs you sang, songs like Mirror. And, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, there's so many that I could mention, and, and so many oh. people listening right now could probably remember many of the lyrics of those songs, but those were very special oh. to you, weren't they? Well, again, um, the folks at Word Records were um, were really in tune to what type of music I could connect with. Um, I'm not a singer songwriter. I've I've only written in all these years one song myself that was recorded, but all the other tunes have been 
songs that others have written. What was the song you wrote? Um, the song I wrote was one called Bridge of Prayer. Okay. If you don't have that, I'll send it to you, my friend, so okay. you can have a listen. Well, that that leads me into saying that, uh, you know, we're, we're not featuring that music today uh, here on the as a part of our conversation, but anyone can go mm-hmm. online to YouTube, and you are a YouTube oh, yeah. star today. I mean, you've so many of your songs are, are there, and... Uh, <laughs> Uh, singing at places like the Billy Graham Crusades, and uh, it was, yeah. it's, it's marvelous to see you there yeah. online. Well, again, you know, that was that was the open door after open door. But, you know, you, you know from being in the Chicago area, years and years and years ago, there were two wonderful guys by the name of Phil and Louis Palermo. Oh, the Palermo brothers, of course. <laughs> yes, the Palermo brothers. They were in Minneapolis, but they did a lot of ministry uh, throughout the Midwest and particularly in the Chicago area. And those dear men that are now with the Lord and their wives are also with the Lord, um, somehow they got a hold of one of my first, um, I believe it was my very first record, which was done when I was 14. Um, It was a custom record, so... Um, I borrowed $1,800 from my dad and funded that and paid him back as soon as we got to selling some records. And the Palermo brothers got a hold of that record. And they were the ones that called Cliff Barrows from the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association and said, you got to hear this gal, you got to hear this gal. And I think Cliff, who now is with the Lord as well, would have, I, in fact, I think he said to me, you know, strictly to sort of silence these dear men, I needed to listen to that record. <laughs> and he did, and he, he called, spoke with my mom and said, we've got a Billy Graham crusade coming up in the early 70s, this would have been, in Brussels, Belgium, called Eurofest, which was for young people throughout all of Europe. And he said, we're having musicians from different countries come and represent their country um, for the different nights of music. Could we ask Evie to come and sort of represent Norway? Uh, Because to clarify, I am fully Norwegian and my husband is fully Swedish. So, Amazing things happen when Norwegians and Swedes get together. <laughs> and it, it's, a, it's a miracle that we've stayed friends all these years. But anyway, um, that was the beginning of a wonderful, wonderful relationship with Cliff Barrows, with Dr. Billy Graham, with Bev Shea, and the entire team, which really became sort of like a Bible school experience for me as a young gal, because I went to Belgium and represented Norway, sang some songs, and Cliff said, please come to our next crusade in the United States, which was Seattle, Washington. And that was amazing. That was back in, you know, the early to mid-70s, and the average number of people attending on a night there at the King Dome in Seattle was about 
60, 70, 80,000 people. Mm. <laughs> and and it was just it was just remarkable how how then in in the process of all of that the Palermo brothers also called Kurt Kaiser with Word Records and said you've got to hear this gal. And they had nothing to gain to bang on people's doors like they did, but bless their hearts. And I am so thankful for how God used them and how willing they were. And they became like a family to our family. And we'll continue to catch up with Evie Tornquist Carlson on today's edition of First Person. This program is listener-supported through your support of the Far East Broadcasting Company. I'm Ed Cannon of FEBC with a word of thanks for your prayerful support of what God is doing through radio and media in many countries. For video stories and scripture that will encourage your heart for the gospel, please sign up for our 30-day devotional at firstpersoninterview.com. There's no obligation, and you'll be amazed at what you learn. Go to firstpersoninterview.com. My guest is Evie Tornquist Carlson. You know her as Evie. If you were around in the 70s and 80s, you heard her on the radio every day. And just a delight to catch up with her today and to see how God's still using her in the life of of uh, her family and community. And Evie, thanks for spending some time with us today. You you mentioned some people People like Cliff Barrows and Billy Graham and Bev yeah. Shea and the Palermo Brothers and Kurt Kaiser. And how about Bill and yeah. Gloria Gaither and their the songwriting? Absolutely. Absolutely. Dear friends for many, many years and folks that I look up to. And I'm so, I'm really, really thankful for all these folks whose names you just mentioned, Wayne, that not only were used of the Lord um, in worldwide getting the message of Jesus Christ out to the world, his his message of love and forgiveness, uh, but they were used in my lives personally mm-hmm. and showed an integrity on a personal level as well as a spiritual integrity that from the get-go um, showed me how to live, showed me what was important. And of course, in connection with my own mom and dad and family and friends and my church. And um, speaking of being on the radio every day, Wayne, I've heard you almost every day for a whole lot of years. Too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but this interview is about you, not about me. So let's. <laughs> oh, but- but I enjoyed uh, your inspiring words on a very regular basis. And, oh, well, thank you. It's very kind. And still do. So God is good. Thank you very much. Now, you mentioned these folks, and I mean, we're so grateful. We stand on their shoulders, don't we? People who mentored us. And Absolutely. at the same time, I have to think that not only are you mentoring your family now, but there are other young people that still look up to you. I'm, I'm thinking of... You know, this goes back a couple of years now, perhaps, though, but Rebecca St. James and you have had a special relationship. Oh, we really, we really have. And that continues to this very day. She is a uh, a wife and a mother to a beautiful three-year-old girl. And um, we talk on a regular basis on the phone. 
and see one another as often as we can. And because I've walked many of the the many of the same roads that Rebecca, as as I call her, Beck has walked. Mm-hmm. It's been really a great thing that w- we can. I can pray with understanding, and um, and and I know there is a wisdom in the Lord when there are certain common denominators that are a bit unusual. And um, I'll tell you, it's a win-win situation because she means so much to me and has certainly spoken into my life and still does on a regular basis. Well, you were both so very, very young when suddenly this mm-hmm. fame uh, came upon you in, in uh, Christian circles, and I'm sure that came with a lot of uh, uh, pressure as well, so I'm, I'm sure you could help each other. Uh, can we talk about oh. some of the songs through the years that meant the most to you? Uh, you know, a song that is still played on the radio every season, Christmas season, is Come On, Ring Those Bells. I mean, I <laughs> I, I can hear that very clearly in my head right now. Come on, ring those bells. <laughs> Jesus the King died oh, for you and me. That song was just such a timely, um, it was just ripe for the picking, uh, if you want to call it that. Uh, it was written by... Uh, Andrew Culverwell, who is a man born in Britain and a tremendous talent, a wonderful songwriter. He also wrote a song called Born Again Mm -hmm. that I was privileged to record. Um, But come on, ring those bells. There's just something about it and the way it was arranged that just sort of connected with folks. And um, we still... Uh, do it every year, many times at Christmas, live somewhere, and we also uh, have heard some rock versions of it. Is that right? Which is kind of cool. Yep. But uh, the song Mirror, for instance, was written by Ron Harris, and uh, that particular record was, was entitled Mirror, that held the the title cut mirror. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. He had written seven of the songs. Some of them were co-written with Stormy Omardian. Oh yes. And another one was co-written with Sharalee uh, Lucas. Mm-hmm. And um, his his music um, was just something that got got to me. the The melodies, the harmonies, the chords just really spoke to my style. And then I've never, ever wanted to record any song that I couldn't feel strongly about message-wise because I've sort of seen a song as being almost a mini-message, three minutes long, where you have the attention or hopefully have the attention of the listener and you want to give them something that will inspire or encourage uh, or challenge, because it's quite it's quite a big thing to be able to bring a message, whether it's through a song or speaking to someone, um, even over the fence, like I did earlier this morning on my walk to a mm. neighbor. Mm. Um, it's really important to to weigh our words, whether they're spoken or sung. And so I've 
I've always felt like that song Mirror talks about um, the desire to want to have people that we meet meet the Lord yes. more than they meet us. Yes. Because he is the one that can give the answers. I can't. Yeah. But here's what I want you to see, because he's, he's the important one. Well, let's talk about the Lord. Um, you've yeah. walked you've walked now with him for many decades, and uh, I'm sure he's as precious to you, if not more precious now than at any point in your life, Evie. But talk about your relationship mm-hmm. with God. Well, relation, I, I am a relational person. I love people deeply. I enjoy meeting new people, and I enjoy cultivating and nurturing old friendships and family friendships. Um, I, I just love being in relationship with people. But there is nothing or no one that I treasure more than the relationship with my Jesus. He has become more dear to me the older I get. And all those songs and the hymns that I've sung through the years, while I've always known them to be true, because they've had their basis in Scripture, in the Word of God, I've never believed those words more than I do today, Wayne, because I've seen it tested. I've seen Christ tested in hard times, in confusing times, in discouraging, disappointing times, as well as the good times. And he is to be trusted. He is the only answer. Um, This day and every day, this world is so crazy, so mixed up, and there's such an attack on the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We've got to stay strong. We have to stay committed and uncompromising in what we know and have experienced to be true, and that is Christ and his love, what he did on Calvary, how he stood up again, and how he reigns forevermore. And he's left God on earth, the Holy Spirit, to be with us and to carry us every single day, which in my testimony has become dearer and dearer as the years go on. That's Evie Carlson enjoying life in the Lord as a daughter, wife, mother, and grandmother. For more about Evie, please visit our website, firstpersoninterview.com, and follow the links provided. Your support of the Far East Broadcasting Company makes these conversations possible, and I'd like to introduce you to our 30-day online devotional, which will tell just a few stories of the millions of people touched with the gospel through FEBC. With this devotional, you'll be inspired by each day's story, coupled with scripture that will lift your heart in worship and give you a glimpse of God at work in difficult-to-reach places. You can sign up and receive the FEBC devotional automatically each day at firstpersoninterview.com. Next week, a conversation with Dr. Jerry Root about sharing our faith in Christ. Now, with thanks to my friend and producer Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepherd. 
Join us next time for First Person.